Welcome to the Worship Leader Probs Podcast, where we aim to entertain, encourage, and equip worship and tech leaders all around the world. Look, we all know that serving in worship and production is great, but the problems, those are real. Thanks for joining us as we dive into today's episode with our host, Brian Tabor. Welcome to episode 193 of the Worship Leader Probs podcast. I say this every week, but you know what? We really do appreciate all of you listeners. We appreciate the fact that you listen every week, you share, uh, you give us feedback. We appreciate, we even appreciate the feedback, guys. You, you're engaged and we love that. And so today is a, this is like a smorgasbord of unbelievable stuff. Um, before we jump in, here's what I want to ask you to do. You know, we're going to hit the three E's. We always do that. And we want to entertain you. We want to encourage you. We want to equip you. And uh, what I want to ask for you to do is to jump over to Apple Podcasts, give us a five-star rating and a really solid review. That would be very, very helpful to us. It's, you know, Jen was just saying when, before we hit record, I hope people are going to review I hope people are going to rate five stars. It's heavy on my mind every day, <laughs> just every day. You know, I wake up in the morning and I go before God just every day and go, Lord, God, t- will today, five stars. will today be the day that they they go to Apple and hit five stars and leave? A, will today Guys, be the need, day? We need you to. We need you to. And you know her, you love her. It's Big Yonce. <laughs> yeah, do that for us. That'd be really, really awesome. We would greatly appreciate it. And the Lord will bless you. I believe he will. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I'm really excited about today. Man, we we have got so much in store. Oh, like man. Brian said, we're going to share resources with you because we always want to help equip you for ministry. We are going to share some laughs with prayer concerns. That's always a highlight in our week. Uh, we're going to be sliding to the DMs. Um, we had a question come through about when your team is struggling with burnout. And I, I do think that's something that we can all relate to on some level, especially given the last uh, two years of our existence, which has felt like a, an era for sure. So we're going to kind of be tackling that DM. And then we are going to be sharing a conversation that we had with the one and mm. only Stephen <laughs> Curtis Chapman. Whose life is this? I know, right? I don't even know what. I don't know. I, I don't. I don't know how it is you and I get to do this, but uh, that we're, we're, that that is what we have coming up today. You might, you might say we're diving in <laughs> to our conversation. Oh no, here it goes with Stephen Curtis Chapman. <laughs> <laughs> we might say that. Yeah, <laughs> we might. We might. Um, well, okay. Before we dive into the rest of that, let me tell you about our friend. Actually, it's not me telling you. It's going to be, I think, Jennifer telling us yeah. <laughs> about our amazing friends at Planning Center. Okay, fam, it's time to talk about Planning Center. So if you're a worship pastor, maybe you're thinking, I'm already using services. What are we doing talking about Planning Center? Okay, well, did you know that with services, you can also have free access to another incredibly powerful product called People? With People, you can create a volunteer pipeline to get new volunteers through their application process and then assign to a team. In People, you can create an online form to get new volunteers, a workflow to help you walk them step-by-step through the application and training process, and then automatically add them to services so you can get them scheduled. And that's just one way you can use people. 
So give it a try. Learn more at planningcenter.com slash pipeline. And remember, if your church is looking for tools to help with things like giving, small group chat, event signups, live streaming, and custom reporting, Planning Center has tools for that too. So let your church administrator know. Check out planningcenter.com. Okay, Jennifer, I have a question for you. Yes. What part of elementary school do you wish you could incorporate into your adult life? Oh my gosh, in what way? <laughs> Something you did in elementary school. I, I would probably say uh, whatever, whatever year of elementary school where we got to take naps. That that would, I would I would love for nap time to be a daily part of my life, and, right? And also nap just time. just That's a solid kindergarten year. You know, it's like really low pressure. Like we're gonna sing the alphabet right. song half once day. or twice. I went for half day. Did you? And no, I yeah. went. I went all day, but it was pretty. It was pretty chill, if I remember correctly. <laughs> so yeah, if we could go back to that, that'd be great. <laughs> nice, nice. I was thinking nap time, or I was thinking recess. Yeah. Did you ever play dodgeball? Yes. Yeah. I yeah. mean. I don't feel like there are enough opportunities as an adult where I get to hit someone. Right, with a get ball. to throw it, and and, and dodgeballs aren't yeah. like that's a serious ball. That it's that, not a nerf that ball. rubber yeah, that they're made with. Right, you ever get pegged in the side of the face with one of those? The smack that it makes when it hits somebody like <laughs> it's so satisfying. <laughs> that I I feel like there just aren't enough opportunities that's to hit true. somebody that's with, very a, with true. a giant rubber ball. Yeah, we right. <laughs> how do we make that right? happen? Do you know that there is adult dodgeball leagues? Are you kidding? Yeah, my brother is in one. Yeah. <laughs> Are you serious? Dead serious. Dead serious. There's a bunch of adults out there still playing dodgeball. <laughs> That's so, incredible. Yeah. You Your might, brother's my hero. I know. You might want to look into that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to have to look into that. Uh, you know, followers, listeners, friends, community, mm. what we need you to look into is following us on the socials. Yeah. Hit up the worship leader probs. You got the Instagram mm. where we be memeing. You know, we, we've been memeing for seven years now. Yeah. yeah. Seven years. It's a long time. We're still memeing. Mm -hmm. So check us out on Instagram. Uh, we're on the TikTok. Yeah. You know, Jen is working those dance trends and <laughs> all the kind of, <laughs> all the stuff that happens with the talks. She's working on that. We're on the Facebook, Twitter. Yeah. You know, we're everywhere. We want you to to engage with us yeah. on all those, those platforms, man. We, we, we kind of need it. Yeah. Yeah. And then make sure while you're on there, like share some of the content. Exactly. And if you tag us, we might even repost you. You're right. We might. Because we want to celebrate. that repost we, feature. We want to celebrate. Right. We want to celebrate you. So yeah, do it's that. It's a celebration of humanity. It is a on our, on our, <laughs> you, know, <laughs> you know what else is a celebration of humanity? What? I think it's time for prayer concerns. Prayer Concerns is brought to you by our friends at Five Words Media. They're the amazing people that bring you free church AV. Five Words Media is also the official AVL integrator of Worship Leader Props. Now, if your church is planning an upgrade to your production gear or maybe you have a new building in the works, start with a call or an email to the team at Five Words Media. They're the best in the biz and they will do an incredible job of finding the right gear to help your church realize their vision of making a greater impact for the kingdom. Just consider them as an extension of your church production team, and they'll focus on the five words that clients experience with every project they do. Those five words are see, 
hear, feel, design, and build. Just click the link in our bio and then click on the link for Five Words Media to get started today. Guys, prayer concerns. By the way, we need you to keep sending yours in. Okay, so if you don't know what this is, you know how you ever you ever walk off the platform on a Sunday and you're thinking, man, God was glorified today. Praise the Lord. We really we touched we touched the hem of the garment today, you know. And then Sister Flo walks up and smacks you right between the eyes with a resounding critique of your worship service, the songs you picked, the volume you played it at, the the amount of haze, the the lack of hymns. That's what prayer concerns is. Are you know people are sending in their flow moments, uh, or Cecil moments, or whatever the person is in your congregation who likes to roast you. So people, you can go to worshipleaderprobs.com, click on the prayer concerns tab, and send yours in. Uh, we won't ever share your name or your church's name, but we do like to laugh with you. Yes, not really at you. No, not but at, with but you. with. Not at, but with. Yeah. Definitely with. So let's dive right in. Prayer concern number one. (laughs) Oh, gosh. It's always good when you start laughing before you can can even get the words out. Prayer concern number one. That song was pretty good, but there were several points where you sounded kind of shrill. I got that from another pastor in our service planning meeting. Shrill. You know, I I feel like, uh, you know, American Idol or Simon Cowell, these shows have given everybody now is suddenly a a vocal expert and and, and every opportunity is one for them to critique your performance. Right. A little pitchy dog. You're a little little shrill. A little bit shrill. A little shrill. Yeah. A little shrill. I want to hear you sing it, Phil. Exactly. I'll give you some shrill. All right, number two, prayer concern number two. We decided to try playing some soft altar instrumental music during the middle to end of the sermon. And after service, a lady came up to me and said, it sounded like we were at a funeral today. <laughs> now, my dad is the pastor, and this was his mother that said that. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> Mom is not a fan of the new Not music. a fan not of a that fan. soft altar music, <laughs> you know. Oh, my gosh. A little instrumental. I'll hit him with some little instrumental. Okay, number three, prayer concern number three. During a service where I was leading worship, I saw an older lady approach our sound booth and have a conversation with our volunteer sound tech. After the service, I was walking around the lobby and I saw an older, quote, not so gentleman come up to me looking for the sound guy as if he was wanting to fight him because he didn't honor his wife's request of turning the volume down. That's a little extreme. That is. That is. Yeah. Yeah. A little bit. A little far to go. Gosh. This is where you need that dummy fader. You need the dummy fader. (laughs) Exactly. See, here we go. I'm turning it down. (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. You see that? Oh, yeah. It got a lot softer. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Or they need the uh, complimentary earbuds. Here you go. Exactly. Exactly. Here you go. Just put them in. For your listening pleasure. Godspeed. (laughs) Uh, Number four, prayer concern number four. I got this comment recently. A lady said, who do I talk to about removing the satanic symbols from the worship service? (laughs) She was, she was not a fan of our lighting gobos. (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> How'd you make the jump to satanic symbols? Just, <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I, that's a that's a leap, I think. That's quite, kind of a leap. Like, if I believe that to be true, I'd probably be looking for a new church. Right? Right? You know, I like, just... I mean... I, I've seen a lot of lighting in my day, and when I think of satanic symbols, goats' heads, things like that, I just yeah, am not seeing see that in, the, in yeah. the... I'm not seeing a lot of it. Not seeing a lot of that. Not wow. A lot of that. Wow. All right, here's the last one, the bottom of the pudding cup, prayer concern number five. When you round off a prayer, it really should be amen and not amen. (laughs) My favorite part of this is when you round off a prayer. (laughs) When you you round it off. When you round it off. Wow. I'm going to say amen just for the rest of my days. I know. Yep. Amen. Yeah, I know. That's exactly what I would do. All God's people said, <laughs> amen. <laughs> so fam, those are prayer concerns. Please continue to send yours in. You can go to the website, worshipleaderprobs.com and uh, submit yours there by clicking on the prayer concerns tab. And I hope that you will keep them coming. Uh, this is a celebration of our ministries uh, together. Um, okay, let's uh, slip into the next segment of the podcast that we call Sliding into the DMs. Sliding into the DMs is brought to you by Marshall Electronics. For over 40 years, Marshall has been designing high-quality video cameras and equipment for live productions of all sizes. Marshall has been a sponsor of Free Church AV since the very beginning, and they continue to support the mission. Marshall is well known for its miniature CV500 series cameras that offer excellent video quality in a very small package. Mount them over a drum kit or a keyboard or a mic stand. You can put them almost anywhere you need to add an interesting perspective to your church or live event, all at an extremely affordable price. The new miniature CV566 camera can be seen on this season's install of Free Church AV, featuring the latest in Sony sensor technology with easy setup and operation. Go check out the Marshall family of cameras at the link in our bio. So uh, our DMs are always open and we get lots of questions. How do you do this? How do you handle this? Um, This one is uh, a little predominant right now just because of what we've all been through over the last couple of years. And so um, this is advice for a team that is struggling with burnout. You know, um, man, if you are, there's so many reasons to be burned out. Maybe you're a a church with multiple campuses and you're trying to figure out how to cover the bases. Uh, You know, your team didn't get any bigger, just that your assignment got a lot bigger. Um, Maybe you are a bivocational uh, worship pastor or production leader, or you are a total volunteer um, and you're trying to cover all the bases uh, coming through the last couple of years, man. And I don't think this is something that is just going to magically go away overnight. I think this is something we need to figure out uh, as a as a church universal, like the big C church around the world. We need to figure out um, how to how to help. So, man, Jen, what would you say to a team that is struggling with burnout? Uh, I was just quickly looking back. You know, I know this is something we've talked a couple times with uh, Pastor Scott about 
So yes, I, I'd recommend yes. we've we've covered this kind of uh, jumped into it more in depth on a few previous episodes. So I would say go back and listen to those. But um, I think something that's really important is being able to identify what it is that you're feeling in 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 what is the what is the season? I do think that sometimes we can get really really exhausted in ministry. We can get tired out. Um, and we have to be able to kind of be aware of that, be aware of what it is that we're facing, where, where it is that we're, what it is that we're dealing with so that we can respond appropriately. I think that what can tend to happen in ministry is we just keep plugging ahead and plugging ahead and we're plowing and we're plowing and we're plowing. And then we crash and burn or we hit a wall where it's like, I, I can't take anymore. Can't do it. And yeah. then it's yeah. this burnout that leads to quitting. But I think that if, if we can be honest enough with ourselves, if we can have enough awareness, if we can work with the Lord, you know, every day, if we wake up and we're saying, okay, God, search my heart, speak to me, um, help me to steward this. Well, if we're, we're in constant connection with the Lord, we can be a little bit more aware of, okay, I'm tired. Where do I need to make adjustments? Uh, what do I need to say no to in this schedule? What do I need to do with my team? How do I need to help them? You know, I think something that happened through the last couple of years is, Everybody had to start working at a much harder pace, you know, because the game, it changed overnight. If you weren't live streaming, you had to become a live streaming church almost overnight. You know, Mm. uh, people couldn't come into your building. So then you had to find creative ways to connect with your people outside of the church, you know, so then that work kind of picked up. And then, you know, you've got people being hit with more emotional issues or, you know, just very real issues. But what's happened since then, or what I've seen is we didn't readjust the pace kind of coming back out of this. It feels like everything changed two years ago and that just is the new pace now. It's the, it's the yeah. new level of pressure. This is the new expectation. And, and there wasn't a, 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 an adjusting back to kind of what things used to be. And so if you kind of went into everything with this temporary mindset, oh, eventually it's going to change. One, it's not changing. <laughs> it's not changing. And so if you had a temporary mindset, you can really be feeling yourself becoming exhausted going, gosh, I can't keep, I can't keep up with this anymore. Mm-hmm. So I would say kind of circling back around, identifying what, where it is that you're at, where it is that your team is at, and then going, okay, what adjustments can we make? Is there anything that we are still doing that we don't need to do? Are there systems that we have in place that are no longer working for us? Um, that it, just reevaluating so that you're not in a constant state of exhaustion, yeah. Yeah. so that you're stewarding yourself and your team you know, well, um, when people are drained and exhausted, we're just not going to put our best forward. We really aren't. I think a lot of times we just slip into survival mode and that's not, yeah. that's not yeah. something you can, you can do for a long term. So I would say evaluating is really, really important. And whether that means, you know, we've talked about sabbaticals before we've talked about taking a rest. If that means you need to just take even a few days, if you sit down with your pastor, go, Hey, I need to take a couple of days to really pray and think through some things because you're the leader. And it starts first with you. Let me evaluate where I'm at and then God give me wisdom for my team, you know. But I think that that evaluation portion is critical to kind of Absolutely. really, you know, we should be taking stock all the time. But especially if you are feeling that you're tired, you're exhausted, you're burned out, or if you're seeing this in your team, if you have a lot of team members that are coming forward, kind of going, hey, I need to take a break. You know, they've lived a lot of life too. There's been a lot going on yeah. with them. Yeah. Um, so I think that that evaluation portion is is key because you, you, you can't fix something that you aren't aware of, or, you know, we, mm-hmm. we can only work on the things that we, that we, uh, are, that know to be, that we know to be issues. So I would start yeah. there. Yeah. And I love your suggestion of a, you know, conversation with your pastor and mm-hmm. it, the, really the conversation needs, 
it it doesn't need to be hey in 6 months right. can we can we step off the gas it needs to be this is something i'm putting on your radar because it is a problem right and uh you know all, almost every church that you know is completely driven by volunteers i mean yeah. we can't we can't no church can really afford to to staff every single position and so here's the deal like either we address this or we're going to have way more open spots than we we do right. now and right. i you know i need your help to do that the other thing i would say is in in that evaluation that jen encouraged you to do are there what are the things look our lives cannot be full of just things that we love doing right right, right. that's not realistic but are there are there those things that are sucking the life out of you that mm. maybe you could pass off to somebody else or hand off to somebody else or or train somebody else to do so that they can uh, help to shoulder the the weight of the responsibility that you're carrying yeah. um, I mean that's those are those are real life solutions and man I'd encourage you don't wait until it's too late mm -hmm. like Jen said if you see it coming you got to start having conversations right. now right. A final thought I would add to is a temptation that we all can face, especially in ministry, is we get so busy doing things for God that we forget mm -hmm. to know God. That we, we, I mean, I know you've gone through times like this where you wake up and the first thing on your mind is that to-do list. And I got to call this person. Yeah. I've got this meeting. I've got, and we do have things that we need to do. But I think that our proximity to the Lord is, is crucial. And Absolutely. if we aren't going back to that daily well to draw some living water, you know, we have to prioritize our relationship with God, our connection with God. That is where we're going to get our fuel. <laughs> that's that's mm -hmm. where we're going to get everything that we need. And so if we're running on fumes, my guess is that the tank has not been filled. So make sure that you are intentionally spending time with the Lord every single day. Pray, talk to him, give him Give him, and don't just bring your needs, give him the opportunity to speak to you, to minister to you through his word, you know, through worship. Intentionally fill that tank. If you're running on fumes, mm -hmm. especially, then man, you're already in a bad spot. So yeah, prioritize time with the Lord. Amen. Amen. So good. Uh, so good. Um, okay, well, let's slide into our interview segment today. We're really excited uh, to welcome another a, a new sponsor. So today's interview is brought to you by Hollyland Technology. Are you still using wired intercom for your team communication or you're hesitant to invest in overcharged wireless intercom? If that's the case, check out Hollyland Wireless Intercoms. It's reliable, affordable, super easy to use, and don't miss the chance to save $800 for the Hollyland SolidCom M1. Uh, you can contact them through the link in our bio. Well, okay, I'm going to give you a legit intro to our guest today because <laughs> this is, is <laughs> this this guy deserves this okay so our guest today has a music career that spans more than 35 years he is the most awarded artist in christian music history with 59 gospel music association dove awards five grammy awards an american music award 
49 number one singles. That number again is 49 number one singles. He sold more than 11 million albums and 10 RIAA certified gold or platinum albums to his credit. He's appeared on numerous television shows like Good Morning America, E! Entertainment, The Today Show, Fox and Friends, The Tonight Show, uh, along with appearing in the pages of People, Billboard, Parents Magazine, and more. Uh, A vocal supporter of adoption, Stephen Curtis Chapman, along with his wife, Mary Beth, founded Show Hope in 2003, a nonprofit organization that helps restore the hope of a family to orphans. In June, he was awarded the BMI Icon Award. He's the first Christian artist to ever receive this award, joining the songwriting ranks of Carole King, Dolly Parton, and just a few others. He has two new singles out, Still and Don't Lose Heart. Let's get into our conversation with Stephen Curtis Chapman. Well, the Worship Leader Props podcast is thrilled, and I mean thrilled with a capital T, to have Stephen Curtis Chapman with us today. Thank you so much. You are welcome. Great to be with you guys and with all of your viewers, listeners, I guess podcasts, they're listeners, but we're doing this, you know, uh, visually too. So viewers, (laughs) listeners, uh, but it's great, great to be with you guys. Thanks for having me. It It is seriously such an honor. So thank you so much for taking the time to talk with us today. For sure. Yes, Ken. Yeah, we're thrilled to have you. Um, okay, so we I, I shared a list of uh of your kind of honors before we started recording in the episode. And um it took a while. You know, you, you are you are celebrated and and it is uh so appropriate, man. You've made an impact on so many people, me, my wife, like we're we stand among them, that's for mm-hmm. sure. So like uh as, as you look back on I think I saw 35 years. Mm, yes, 35 years this year from the release of my That's first incre- record. Wow. So like at, as you look back on that, are there any are there moments that jump out to you as the person who was kind of living it? Yeah. Well, uh, it's it's so interesting and and I love, you know, you use the word celebrated because I, I we've I've used and said that word a lot in the last couple of weeks, because just recently uh, I was awarded with a a ridiculous thing from BMI, Broadcast Music Incorporated, presented me with an award. And, um, and I, I, you know, I just, that word being celebrated um, is such a, you know, that's what I felt. It it felt um, like there was this sort of celebration of, and not, not me, because the truth is I'm the first to know very, very clearly um, that it is, you know, God has entrusted me with uh, a platform, uh, an opportunity. Um, you know, I am surrounded by, have been from day one with people who are exponentially more talented, have worked just as hard, harder than I have, you know, and for whatever reason, you know, I'm, I'm the guy then that gets to stand on stage and receive the, you know, BMI icon award or the Grammy award or whatever. Um, and there's a phrase, in fact, I ended up singing a song as my acceptance speech for, 
um, this BMI award that I received because they told me I had three to five minutes. And as you guys will find out here in our few minutes together, I can barely say my name in three to five minutes. I always have, <laughs> I always have a lot to say and about, you know, Love 10% it. of it is worth probably, you know, saying, but the rest of it is me just, you know, just, uh, going on and on. And, and, um, but, uh, but there's never a shortage of, of ideas and thoughts and words that I want to speak, which is why God gave me the gift of songwriting. Cause he knew my wife says the only way I was going to say anything in three to five minutes is to give me the gift of songwriting. Otherwise everything's <laughs> going to take a half an hour. Um, and so I wrote a song to, to accept my, uh, award and, uh, the presentation just to say, thank you. And the song actually was called a turtle on a fence post. Um, and I don't know if you've ever heard that saying you probably have, but you know, if you ever see a turtle on a fence post, you know, he didn't get there by himself. Um, There there was somebody or a lot of people who put him there. And so that's so true for me when I feel that word celebrated going on, it's, it's really a culmination of all the people, first of all, you know, the God who entrusted me with, you know, the gifts of writing a song, putting these thoughts and ideas to music, um, you know, music that he put in me. And then all those people, starting with my dad, you know, who began to, you know, help me figure out what to do with those gifts. Uh, and then, you know, all through my life, so many people who have been there at different points to, you know, encourage me to give me an opportunity. Um, and then, you know, so many people who have listened to my music and, who have been on the receiving end of it, which then has given me the opportunity without the people listening. I've just been doing all this into a, you know, in a closet, you know, or in a vacuum. So it's, it's an amazing thing. And it's always kind of humbles me and reminds me of how, you know, God is, you know, we're made for relationship. We're made, you know, to, to be in as a body, you know, scripture talks about, we are a body. So, you know, I'm the, sometimes the hangnail on the pinky finger, you know, um, but all of those parts of the body that work together ultimately to, you know, just glorify God and mm-hmm. and honor him and reflect his beauty and his wonder mm-hmm. and his creativity. Um, so I'm just I'm I'm the nerd at the prom. I just I'm just can't <laughs> believe I'm here and I get to be here. You know, it's like I don't know how this happened, but I'm really thankful. That's um, awesome. We are, too, man. We are, too. So we have so many listeners who are just starting out. Is there a word of encouragement you would share with, you know, some of them maybe who are songwriters, mm. um, singers and artists? What would you, what could you share with them to encourage them? You know, um, I have often said this, and I, I don't know where early on when people would ask me that question, this, this thought has just always been the thing that I've uh, immediately thought of is the idea of just, you know, the, the cliche, but but it's so true of blooming right where you're planted. So often we have this idea that if I can get to that place, if I can, you know, if I can get to a place where the platform is this and the PA system is that, and the band is this, and I have this, you know, then it's going to really be important. Um, And, and, and sometimes miss the fact wherever it is that we are, if we're, you know, uh, standing on a tiny little stage in a, in a coffee house somewhere, or if God elevates us to a, you know, stage in an arena that every one of those uh, opportunities are just as significant and important. I know some of the most impactful, meaningful concerts and, and just moments of 
ministry that I feel like I've ever had a chance to be a part of have been uh, in a death row prison cell block Mm -hmm. years ago with Chuck Colson. And I reflect back on some of those moments as some of the most profound opportunities to be a part of something God is doing um, that changed my life forever. And um, there were, what, 10 people in the room maybe or something. Mm -hmm. So Mm -hmm. I just, I think that's such an important thing because, you know, there's nothing wrong with aspiring to and dreaming of and, and working, certainly working hard towards those, you know, bigger opportunities, whatever that might be. But recognizing wherever God has you right now, uh, he has you there on purpose. He has you for a, for a purpose uh, and, a, and part of the plan. And you don't know where that's going to lead. And I think then at the same time, blooming right where you're planted and then seeing every one of those opportunities, you know, as a, as a chance to do what you do with excellence you know, just fighting the urge to ever phone it in or think, well, this isn't that important or this doesn't matter. But anytime, you know, you're using the gift that God has given you um, to recognize this is a sacred thing. You know, this is a, Mm -hmm. uh, God's entrusted something to me in this moment and I want to steward it well. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That's so good. That's so good. Um, Okay. So a few years ago, you did a super intimate like video recording up at Gaither Studios in Alexandria. Indiana. I was there. Oh, with really? My wife with my wife. It was absolutely fantastic. So my wife and I were right behind you, and so we end up being on camera almost the whole time. <laughs> and I hear about this from people all the time. Um, <laughs> That's awesome. So during I will be here. Yes. My wife reaches over to grab my hand. I know we're on camera. I don't know what I'm supposed to do. How much am I supposed to move? What am I supposed to do? So I did not take her hand. Oh. And she brings it up to me to this mm, day not because good. we hear about it on Facebook all <laughs> the time. And so I guess I don't really have a question. I'm just. Other than just a confession. It, yes. I'm just a confession. Yes. <laughs> I was a knucklehead and all the world has seen it on video. So oh, um, that's a, a that's a link between the two of us. That so is one, one that I'm not proud of. <laughs> that's so funny. Well, hey, you were you were just trying to, you know, you were you weren't sure you were trying to do the right thing. And, and I mean, I am it, still yeah. here. But yes, I, you, I was yes, unsure. You in are the moment. still there the, and yeah. you didn't move. It's not like you got up and left. <laughs> You know, I mean, we can make go. an argument. I'm, that, I'm gonna I use was that. here. I'm gonna yeah, I just didn't. I mean, the song isn't "I will hold your hand." That's a beat. Right. That's a whole different thing. <laughs> oh, that's fantastic! Ooh. Oh man, that's so good. So, okay, looking back over all the songs that you've written, which there's a lot. There's a lot of songs. Mm-hmm. What would you say are maybe like your top three? Um. Gosh, it is. It's really hard. And every songwriter out there is going to nod and go, I know what he's getting ready to say. Your songs are your children. You know, Mm -hmm. you can't pick a favorite, right? Uh, I love how Mac Powell says, even if you have an ugly baby, you love them all the same. You know, you gotta, you gotta (laughs) love them all the same. And um, so songs are that way. But, uh, but so thank you for not saying what is your favorite song, but you can say, you know, pick three. Um, And immediately, of course, my brain goes to, well, I got to sing, I will be here. Um, which I think I'm going to change that to, I want to hold your hand, but, um, but <laughs> and then of course I got to say Cinderella because you know, that has such a significance, obviously. And then it's like, but I got to say, you know, the great adventure. Cause you know, I got to saddle up my horses mm-hmm. and, uh, and then, and then it's like the flow, you know, it's like, Oh, but wait a minute. Dive is over there going, pick me, pick me. And, <laughs> um, you know, more to this Speechless. life, you know, go old school, go back to, you know, all those, um, 
my Redeemer is faithful and true. I'll, yes. I'll say this, whenever people ask me that question about what's your favorite song, I always kind of flip it around and I say, well, I can't say a, a favorite because they're all favorites, of course. But I can tell you this, if I was told that I could only sing one song, if I had to pick one, it's like, all right, you got three minutes left on the clock, enough you know, breath in your lungs for one last song. What's it going to be? And I've always said it would be um, My Redeemer is Faithful and True because mm-hmm. I feel like that song is it's probably one of the most simple songs I've ever written. It's not this clever, you know, uh, necessarily, you know, musically or lyrically, but it just sums up and really says what every other song I've ever written has mm-hmm. tried to say. God's faithful. God's true to his promises. And that's why I'm singing these songs. Mm. I made my top five list and that is my number one. Really? Wow. That's yeah, great. Absolutely. Amazing. Love it. Absolutely. Love it. So, uh, you and your family, you walked through a, the most difficult thing you could walk, a family could walk through, um, in life. Uh, you lost your daughter. You kind of walked through it publicly because you're a public person. Yeah. What would you say to those who are listening and maybe, you know, they're, the spotlight maybe isn't quite as bright on them, but in their worlds, it's, you know, plenty bright and bright enough, maybe too bright at times. And they're walking through um, maybe the deepest valley of their life right now. How, what would your word of encouragement be to them to keep going? Yeah. Well, I, um, you know, it's at at the risk of, and I'm I'm sitting here doing this internal battle, like, you know, don't quote the lyrics of your new song because it sounds like you're pitching your, you know, your, your, Hey, let me tell you about my new album. But <laughs> I mean, my, I have entire new collection of songs. I've just, um, just putting the finishing touches on or finished up and releasing, uh, little by little, we've released the first song. Second one is getting ready to come out. Mm-hmm. Um, a song called don't lose heart and mm-hmm. that song. And so much of this music, um, honestly has been written in response to that, that very question or just, uh, a response to that because I, uh, have felt like, you know, from day one, God has entrusted me, uh, with this, uh, platform and this opportunity to speak encouragement, um, just from my own experience, I am not an expert. I don't have it figured out. Um, and honestly, I'm so thankful for scripture, not editing out, you know, if I, as I go back and the more and more I've have come to just love and, and, be so grateful for the Psalms, you know, for the honesty in the Psalms, not just the, you know, your love is better than life and those great, you know, declarative, you know, uh, statements, but the, how long, oh Lord, are you going to forget me forever? The Mm -hmm. desperation, Mm -hmm. the, the doubt, you know, the fear, the confusion that you hear in the Psalmist, you know, throughout the anger, you know, and all of that. And to see God saying, you know, bring all of that to me and just the invitation that that's been even for me and my, and my journey and my family's journey. And from that, then to be able to write my own Psalms, you know, that wrestle with those same questions, God, how long, you know, I, I'm, I'm, I don't understand it. Song, uh, that's on my, my new album that, uh, I've wanted to write uh, a song by this title, which isn't even a real word. I think I made it up called the unfixables. You know, what do we do with all these unfixable things in our world, in our lives, in our story? Because the longer I live, the more I realize this just is unacceptable. This is not how it should be. This is not how life is supposed to be. And I grew up 
as I say in the song, singing songs, it says every day with Jesus is sweeter than the day before, you know, and I believe that. And, and yet I'm thinking, wait a minute, these, this day, these days are a lot harder. They're not sweeter than the days back there. Wait, what was that wrong? Or did I misunderstand it? Or was it not true? And wrestling with all of those things. Um, I feel like, you know, one of the things that has been as important for me now as anything. And the reason really why I even wrote these new songs uh, and wanted to record them because I wrestle a lot with, you know, does, does the world really need uh, another Stephen Curtis Chapman album? Do I need to write more songs? There's really great songs being written. Um, and I've written a lot of songs and, but I think the question the way I began to answer it was, well, I don't know what, you know, what the world needs or any of that, the music world, but I know that I need to, from the perspective of life where I am now, mm. I can say some things that maybe someone who's in the darkest place thinking, I don't know if I can believe it anymore. Cause I didn't, I didn't have a set of, you know, I, I didn't, I wasn't prepared for this. I, I had, you know, a faith that would get me to this level of, of darkness, but I've gone to a whole nother level and nothing's making sense. I can't, I can't see my way through this. Maybe for someone like the Psalms has and others have for me uh, in my life to come along and say, Hey, I maybe haven't journeyed exactly where you have, but I've been to the darkest place I could imagine. And here's what I can tell you. And there's in fact, the lyric in my song, don't lose heart that just says, you know, let me walk through this valley with you and tell you all that I've learned to be true. Don't lose heart. You know, don't let go. I've been there. I know it gets dark. I know it gets hard, but we're going to make it home. God is with us. And I'm with you as a friend to just keep singing this song, to keep cheering you on. You know, it's that cloud of witnesses, you know, just singing over us. Don't lose heart. Don't give up. Um, I have needed that so much in my life. And God has provided it through friends, through a text message that randomly comes at a point where I'm like, okay, I don't think I have another. I don't think I have one more you know, ounce of faith or hope left mm. and I've seen God provide it. And so if I can be that um, in just saying, just don't, the story is not over. I think that's the mm. other message mm. is just mm. knowing that God does know the plans that he has for us. He is in the process of working all of these things together for good. And he's not going to waste anything, you know, mm. somehow he is going to redeem it all and just, keep holding on to that, believing that, um, hearing that from a friend who has wrestled with all those same questions. Mm, mm, man, that's fantastic. Received that today, guys. Um, real quick, we, we end every interview with the same question. We call it the big room question. And, uh, so your audience here is worship leaders and production leaders. And if we got all of them, all of them together with all of their volunteers, we got them in one big room and we gave you a microphone what what would you want to say to them? Word of encouragement, word of inspiration. Like, what would you want to say to them? Well, I think it's really, I would continue just to reiterate what I just said. I would say, um, as scripture says it, don't get weary in doing the right thing. You know, there's a reason scripture says that because we are going to grow weary in in doing, you know, doing the the good things that God has called us to. We're going to, we're going to just wear out. And so I don't hear that scripture, you know, as, and I don't say it as a, Hey, don't you 
you know, don't you dare, you know, get weary. Cause sometimes I read it and go, uh Oh, I'm in trouble. Cause I'm already, <laughs> I've already done it. I'm, I'm yeah. feel done for, you know? So yeah. it's, it's an invitation, I think from the heart of our father who says, you know, come to me, all you who are weary and find rest and, you know, take my yoke and learn from me. My yoke is easy. My word is light. And so um, I think when we start to feel that weight, that heaviness that makes us grow weary and want to lose heart. Um, so often I know for me, it's because I've begun to trust myself or my circumstances a whole lot more than I'm trusting a God who is good and who is faithful, even when circumstances are not. Um, so I would just encourage us to keep lifting our eyes to Jesus and looking as the great old hymn says, look full in his wonderful face. Let the things of this world grow strangely dim in the light of his glory and grace. Um, that would be my greatest encouragement. Fantastic, man. Fantastic. Thank you. Thank you for how generous you are with your gifts and your time. And uh, we thank you for taking the time to encourage our listeners today, man. Stephen, thanks so much for taking the time. Absolutely. Well, thank you guys. Bless you. And thanks for what you do and encouraging worship leaders and keep going. Don't lose heart. Okay. So I legit, when I said earlier, whose life is this? Right. This is the poster post for that. Yeah. I, like I, we just had a conversation with Stephen Kerr's chat. I know, right? I was freaked out by this. Yeah. We're diving in. <laughs> we're diving in. It was, it was time to saddle up our horses. <laughs> great adventure. <laughs> it was a great adventure. Right. I had to I just, fight so hard. Not going to lie to, to not throw a few of his song titles out in, <laughs> I had to behave myself, but yeah, absolutely incredible. Unbelievable. Yeah. And when you, when you reach, uh, when you, you get to talk to one of those, uh, Christian musicians, who's, accomplishment level really pushes them out into the secular, yeah. like the only comparisons that really fit are mm -hmm. some of these giants from the secular world. Um, what a career, what a heart, um, man. I, 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 I say this all the time, but I absolutely love that. Dude. Yeah. Yeah. It was awesome. Absolutely. Awesome. 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 Yeah. awesome. Guys, thank you so much again for uh, for listening to episode 193. Like Brian said earlier, make sure you go and you hit subscribe wherever it is that you are listening to this podcast and hop on over to Apple Podcasts. Leave us a five-star rating with a nice review. That just helps to get the message of the podcast out in front of more people. And do us a favor, go, uh, go on over to the socials. If you haven't followed us yet, first of all, what yeah. are you doing? What, right. are you what are you doing? You got to go follow there's us. More to, there's more to this life, There's guys, so much. Than just wandering around like the, <laughs> engage with the socials engage man. with this now listen i realize that sometimes the socials can be um just an absolute dumpster fire but i think we've said this before if you only go follow us we will bring some light into your life every single day promise we promise, promise. we promise so go do that pinky promise <laughs> you can find us Whatever. at worship leader props on instagram facebook tiktok you can even find us over on twitter by searching the hashtag worship leader props Hey, and I got a, I got a, a text today from, or not this today, but this week, I got a text from a friend that said, Hey, Brian, our church is going through like a rebranding process. We need a new logo mm. thinking about changing our church name. 
who do you know who does something like that? And I was like, Maven Media Productions. Yep. Look no further. Yep. If your church is going through something like that, or you have a ministry, you need some help with social media, you need a website, whatever, contact our friends at mavenmediaproductions.com. They're an amazing partner uh, for us. They're producing, helping to produce our podcast and edit and all the images and videos that you see. They're just incredible. So uh, hit them up at mavenmediaproductions.com. And thanks to Scott Hoke for our intro. Guys, we love you. So grateful for you. Thanks for listening to episode 193. Until next time, deuces. Smell you later. Smell you later.